0: Hey, this is Meiko Nguyen, and you are listening to Tobin Tonight.
1: Tell me a little bit about where you grew up and how you got into acting.
0: So I grew up in BC. I grew up in Vancouver. I was born in Halifax and I moved to Vancouver probably when I was about eight years old. And I got into acting when, um, I did a play in in, in grade 10, grade 10, grade 11. (laughs) So long ago, I did a Midsummer Night's Dream and I never, it was the first thing that I'd ever done. And, I think I just started drama classes and didn't really know whether, you know, I was neither here nor there about any of it. And I I had the tiniest part. I played Starveling and I had this, this paper we make him out of a Kleenex box or something. I had a dog. I can't remember to be honest, if in the play Starveling has a dog, but for whatever I had a dog and it was made out of this like Kleenex box or something. And (laughs) surprisingly, shockingly to me, myself as Starveling and the dog were very funny and I've always been, you know, and I still have it, but I I was very shy when I was younger. And the fact that people would find me funny, especially when I wasn't intending to be blew my mind. And, and, and so that was, that was my kind of first foray into it. And, and yeah, I, I really, I really dug it.
1: So, like, when you're saying, like, people found you funny, like, was it something that you were kind of like, okay, I can kind of use this or I like this? Or was it kind of more or less like, dude, I'm playing a part that I'm not supposed to be funny. Stop laughing at me.
0: (laughs) I think, no, no, it wasn't that. It was more that, like again, being a very shy kid, you know, cause shyness is an interesting thing because it's not that you don't necessarily want attention. You're just a bit uncomfortable with it. Right. And there was something about being on a stage and having some kind of remove where I like I got the attention and, and I, and I could enjoy it. And it, and it felt good as opposed to, you know, I will say sometimes even now when I'm on camera that I guess shyness or that, that I, I get a bit awkward because that attention is there on, you know, when you have a camera in your face, that attention is there in a way that is, you know, it, it, it's you're on the spot in a way that in theater, I, I don't necessarily feel that. So that was also an adjustment for me because I, I kind of did theater for a little bit and then got into film kind of randomly. And, and that was the biggest thing that I had to kind of get used to was just, yeah, that kind of attention on me.
1: I can relate to that because now when you were saying, of course, that you were in this play, Mid- or Midnight Summer's Dream, yeah. back, th- I remember, I think I was in grade, I want to say maybe grade four, grade five, could have been a little bit later, and I only had a small part in a Christmas play. Like It's funny because if there's only so many of you in a play, it's like, all right, we'll give him multiple parts, right? Yes, so yes. It was like I played a mouse in a Christmas yes. play where all I had to do was come out and say, oops, I mean, eek. And that was a crowd, loved it, killed. I was like, that's great. great." First laugh. (laughs) Then I had to come out and say a big kind of monologue about like toss the potatoes, mash, whatever. And that I was late for way late for they had to stop the play and it was to the point where like the person that did this play was like so invested they had to mic you up you're only a child I came out and like was saying oh I'm sorry I'm late and she was like just get up there do your lines as I, I didn't know they had stopped the play. So I was well, like, "All was right." The per- where was the person
0: who was supposed to get you on stage? Cause obviously you trust isn't.
1: kids. This is the problem. You trust kids to go help kids. So it's oh, a Christmas hilarious. play. We're like young. It's like when you're not involved in the play, they were like, rather than make this like eight, 10 year old, whatever age, sit and watch this whole dry play. Like let them go back to their homeroom and watch a Christmas movie with their buddies. And that's what <laughs> happened. And then no oh, one came hilarious. out to fix like, Hey, Brian, there's like one scene left before you come out. So yeah, you might want to watch how the Grinch stole Christmas, but we might need you. So That's could hilarious. you make your way out? But no, no one bothered. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I get it. And then you get a few laughs from that. But I do like your approach there of or what you said in terms of the shyness, because we've actually interviewed Colin Mockery And Colin said that he was a shy kid, but his friend dared him to do stand up or comedy. And then when he got that first laugh, he was like, man, it's contagious. It's like a drug. And he's like, I liked it. And I was like, yes, totally relate to you. But I was a shy kid when I was younger. And I was like, do I really want to say anything here? Do I really want to input something? If I say something and it doesn't work, like funny wise, it's like you're dead in the water. It's like, all right, that's the kid who said a joke one time. Didn't work. And that's how we remember them. <laughs> when you yeah. get older, you get a little bit more comfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah. And see, and, and it's funny because, you know, with that play, my part was funny. And if I had continued down the comedy route, I think I would not have I, the pressure to be funny yeah. to me is just... I can't I can't. So so I mean I think I've I've done improv and I've tried to do I remember having an assignment in a class once where we had to do it like a it was like a four minute stand-up. I, I just couldn't like that that kind of stuff because I do think I I think I can be funny in my life yeah. but the second I know that I'm supposed to be funny it's all it's all done so no yeah
1: I I, I can relate to that 100 because it's like when someone does and I think comedians hate it when they're like oh yeah you're a comedian tell me a joke it's like it doesn't work like well, that no no it's like no no that's awful like you need you need where it's like tell me a story that's that you think is funny then I feel like a comedian would be like oh I can do this because they'll give you an antidote or like hey yeah. this one time me and my kid were here and then this and I'm like, like that's better than just like, go ahead, tell me a joke. That's worse. <laughs> Actually, one of the um, recent episodes that you put out, I think last. I believe it was like thursday that we watched it here anyway yeah um i actually had auditioned for one of the roles in that episode and which then uh it was the, it? i think it was the part where it's i'm just trying to remember the whole thing because i was in ottawa but i believe the episode was the it's like a pop singer or whatever movie produced yes. whatever yes. and it was the boyfriend part where it was like oh, i can't okay. remember the whole i suppose like oh yeah i'm here to support her i'm here to do this yes. and i was just like i read for those lines And I was like, okay. And we've had Justin on and I've made a joke to Justin that I'm like, listen, if there's a part for a podcasting role, because I know they did one earlier where it was like on the rocks and she was involved with Mary Walsh. I I was like, I was like, I want to be a part of that. Cause I was like, I want to be your nemesis. And then when I seen the other episode the week before where he teams up kind of with the buddy cop and that cop was an asshole, I was like, Justin. <laughs> I was like, that oh, could have been me. Hilarious. Yeah.
0: That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea. I don't I think I thought you were just Ontario or something. Oh, that's so cool. No, okay, awesome.
1: That is fair. Cause a lot of the stuff that we do come like, is try to base off Ontario or Got it. Um, Yes, my okay. background is mostly Ontario. So I want to know going into the next question here is like, how did you end up getting uh, this role on Hudson and Rex? Cause I feel like, you know, for however long this runs, this is what you're going to be more or less remembered for. Now, again, you have been in Rookie Blue and other uh, projects, but I feel like especially here in Newfoundland, people are going to be like, hey, if they see you on the street or see you out in public, they're going to be like, hey, I know where you're from. I've seen you on TV in Hudson and Rex. Yep. So tell me a little bit about how you got this role.
0: I mean, I wish I had a really exciting story around this, but, uh, well, I don't, no, no. I, don't. Um, I, I just auditioned for it. Like, you know, we get auditions. I mean, you, you know, you, you just get an audition and, and this one came up and I did it. I mean, what is interesting about the story is that I did the audition and I think it was, I mean, God, I don't even remember what year it was now, but it was earlier in the year. It was like January or February. And I did it and I actually thought it went well, but you know, you never know with these things, even if they do go well, you know, who knows? And then I just didn't hear anything. I just didn't hear anything. And, and usually you wait a few weeks and you don't hear anything and you figure, you know, it, it's gone somewhere else. But I'd heard that, that the project had been shelved. That That is an interesting one because it means that somebody else wasn't cast. It means that it, it got put away for a bit and who knows, it could come back. And it did. I got a call in the summertime. So I didn't hear about it for months and months and months and months. And then I got a call in the summertime and they were interested in me. I had to do a bunch of uh, screen tests with some of the other actors. I never really knew whether I had the part. Like I think I did finally it was like a week before shooting and then they were like yes we've got you and we've got everybody else cast and I guess that often happens when they're not you know when they're trying to partner up different different players nobody wants to definitively tell you anything until they know who's going to match best with who but then that was it and I I think the biggest thing for me was was the news that we were going to go to Newfoundland because when I auditioned for the show, I, I didn't know that. Right. Like I had no idea that it was going to be shooting outside of Ontario. I just assumed that it, you know, so it was interesting because I found that out when we were finalizing the details of, of my getting the part. And, uh, you know, and and then that was a, a whole other thing because we thought we were going to be shooting the show for, three months and then it turned into we arrived here and then and then it turned into a a couple more episodes so it would have been like four months and then it turned into I mean I think we shoot six months now and sometimes depending on the weather seven but yeah I just auditioned for it like like I would anything else
1: obviously now where you're in newfoundland for that amount of time like do you necessarily live here do you kind of rent a place here because i know what justin's i I, well i can't confirm it but i know when we did the interview with justin per se justin was in ontario because they just wrapped up i think we were you just wrapped up season three um but like i feel like in his situation like he'll find somewhere to stay for that amount of time fly back and forth if he has to but like in your situation is that the same or is it more or less like hey because i know you said that you were born, raised. East coast moved to Vancouver, but like, were you kind of excited to come to Newfoundland and then be like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to set up shop here. Or is it more or less like, as long as we do the show, I'm here, but then I'm going somewhere else for when we're done.
0: Well, so this is the tricky thing. So when I first got this job, and I think I've said this in a few interviews, I really had a hard time here.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: Oh, I really had a hard time. (laughs) Essentially we go back home for about three or four months out of the year. So we spend the majority of the year here. I have two children. And so my partner and my, so my whole family is out here with me. And that was kind of the only option for us. I think Justin and Kevin go back and forth. Uh, Kevin has a family and it's impossible for them to all move here. Whereas my kids are very young. So, so it was easier for us to just all, all come out. But initially the first season that I found really hard, the other thing too, is I don't have a license. And so the first snowfall here, because at the time, Mike, my partner, he was going back and forth. And I remember it was like October, it was like October and it snowed. And I think, I think the snow was like, I don't know, it covered like a third of the window, which was high in October. And I live right at the time I was living right downtown. I don't have a license. Everything is a hill here in St. John's. And so it was the first time I'd stepped outside and I realized that if Mike wasn't here, I was actually trapped inside the house because you can't stroll. You can't stroll no, around the true. city, it, and carrying a baby. Cause he was about two at the time carrying him was impossible. It just felt so dangerous. It's so slippery. And it, so, so I had a hard time in the beginning and then Weirdly enough, Snowmageddon was the thing that that kind of made me come around. And now, so it's been about three years, now this is absolutely our home. And I feel like, you know, we've got two homes. We've got our home in Toronto and there's our home here. Um, We haven't been back because of the pandemic, we chose to stay here. Between seasons, so we haven't been back uh, to our Toronto home in a long time. It'll be a year and a half, I think, before since since we'll have gone back. And it's a really bizarre thing because I've gotten so used to the pace here, and I'm nervous about going back to Toronto. I'm so excited to see my friends and family because that that's a bit hard. But in terms of the city, yeah, I just it's such an angry city, and it's so abrasive and particularly post pandemic you know both myself and, and mike are, are are actually kind of dreading having to go back cuz we just it's been so long we feel like we don't even know what that city is anymore so yeah so this has become this has kind of become our home
1: i like though that you're a, a, like a, you know cuz some people give you like almost like a political answer or what answer you like to hear. But I do like that. You kind of gave the honest answer like that. It was tough because I can assume like, you know, when you come from another place, you're coming to Newfoundland or, you know, if you're coming from Newfoundland, going somewhere else, mm-hmm. it's tough to adjust. Now I don't have like a young family, but I mean, I like that you kind of got into that about making the move and choosing why to stay here because yes. of that. Um, yeah. Cause I know coming from, newfoundland to go to school in ottawa now i know it's not toronto per se and people in toronto so will different. tell me that will tell me that hey ottawa is not toronto i'm like i got you don't worry know, but,
0: but it's but ottawa is not newfoundland Jeremy. no exactly like, newfoundland is really like it's i've never the culture out here is so specific and and i've never i've never lived in a place like this and Again, initially when I first got here, I was like, I, this is, I can't do this. Like I, I miss my city and I miss my home and I miss my people because it is also because you're on the Island. I don't know. There there is something a bit isolating. It feels isolated out here. But all of the things that I had a hard time with in the beginning, I've kind of come come around to, and, and all those things have somehow turned into the positives of this place, you know, whereas before. Yeah. So anyway, but but Ottawa, back to what you're saying, Ottawa no. is not St. John's.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's in it, in fairness it's it's kind of like relating it to your story in a way it's like uh, and this is kind of what I do on this podcast I take someone's story and then be like hey it's like let's give them an example so that they know that they're not alone here but it's like yeah. you know i went from going to mon in newfoundland where you would see your high school friends, yes. if you had them people from other schools that you kind of know. Uh, but I still feel like a little bit of outcast because I, I was never blending in in school. Um, like I know oh, here. You, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I know okay. who these people are, but I was just never in what you call a click or a cool yeah. crowd. So yeah. you kind of felt like an outsider in your own little place. Yeah. And I remember just coming, it was a communications at Memorial I took and then, I was like, man, we have our own ghouls table, which is a place in New- Newfoundland. they're like, I'm like, man, I know you, we grew up here, but I don't feel like I'm accepted at this table. I don't feel like, I- and it could just be me. It could be, yeah. they could have accepted you. It's just that you didn't feel it. Yeah. And I remember going to Ottawa and it was just like a, it kind of felt a little bit like, okay, I'm not someone's brother anymore. You don't know me because I'm, you know, so-and-so's brother or so-and-so's and son that can be
0: so liberating. Like what yeah. you're talking about can be so liberating for sure. Yes.
1: And also the only thing that I had to adjust, which, is the opposite is you could go into like Memorial anywhere in Newfoundland, ask someone, what do you add be Like, what are your father? what's your father at? How's your mother? And you'd be like, Oh my God. So you know me in some capacity, that's great. But up away, first thing I would say to people is like, what are you at? They'd be like, oh, excuse me. I'm like, what are you at? And they're still like, I- I'm here. And I'm like, it means yes. what's going on. And then the amount of times I had to explain that I was like, it's probably just easier to say, Hey, what's up. Yes. And then, then people were like, you're from Newfoundland? Where's the accent? I'm like, I can't win. I can't win here. <laughs> <laughs> it's either, hey, you're a Newfoundlander. Where's that accent? Where's that saying? And I'm like, if I do that, you'll be confused. So I'm trying to adjust it for yes.
0: you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, I totally get that.
1: It's a tough adjustment. But as soon as you start making friends, getting a little bit of life yourself. Again, I don't drive in Ottawa. I take the buses, which I, I like. It's just a. as soon as you start getting that adjustment, I find coming back here actually because of the pandemic and I had to work here. Uh, it was like a, a, almost like the opposite of trying to adjust to this lifestyle again. And then when you get adjusted to this lifestyle and then go back up away, cause that's what I did. I went up for yes. a bit of vacation and pandemic kind of, I'm not going to say destroyed ottawa but like everything that you imagined in your 20s you're like man like the pub's no longer open this late this place and i'm just like it's not the same and it's just kind of to you you're like we'll get there eventually but it's like i almost wish that you didn't go up there because it's like if i don't see it i don't believe it
0: yeah yeah yeah. so (laughs) wait so did you come so you were living in ottawa and then came back during the pandemic
1: yeah, like just actually okay. just just prior to the pandemic because yeah. uh i was looking for media work uh, i mean i've had a radio degree sports journalism degree or diploma and then i uh, couldn't find work so then i was like i came home for christmas as i usually do yeah. and then found work down here just a little bit still in media relations i yeah. guess and then uh pandemic hit where people were losing work and i was like man i feel you i feel bad for you but yeah. i mean all the time that I couldn't find work. I'm like the worst possible time that you're like, I'm definitely not finding work in working a pandemic. It's like, Oh, found something just prior to pandemic. So I was like, yeah. good, but still feel bad for others who did.
0: Well, it, it is crazy. Um, the number of people that I know from Ontario, from Toronto who have come back here, like I've got a whole community of people now and, and a chunk of them are Toronto people who just yeah. came back and whether, you know, they came back, pre pandemic and then opted to stay cause it made sense or just were like, I have to get out of Toronto. I'm going to go back home. But like, there are just like a whole slew of people who've, who've come back and, and it's interesting, you know, because I think the pandemic obviously has made people question, you know, priorities and, what's necessary in terms of living. And a a lot of people are just like, no, I'm just going to stay out here because life is just simpler and it makes sense.
1: Have you like, I I guess in a kind of a fun aspect here or curious, um, and I, I doubt you've ever been asked this question, but like, have you ever seen like the Newfoundland tourism commercials, like prior to coming here and then thinking to yourself, Hey, that'd be a fun area to go to. Or were you kind of like, man, like, cause as someone young or relatively young when I'm looking at these commercials and I was born and raised here, I get it. I, I get what they're going for. Like, here's the landscape. Here's the yes. sea. Here's the culture. And I'm like, I lived it. I'm like, God. And then you look at like a Toronto or Ontario commercial where it's like, come see the hockey hall of fame. Come there. do this. Come do this. this. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, Holy, that's a lot of things for entertainment. What's our entertainment? Like two oh. people talking, but you, you you come down here for you're more or less like, all right, I like the settle down. I like the land. See when you've seen these, if, if you have seen these commercials where you kind of like, Oh, this is enticing.
0: Well, funnily enough, uh, I don't really watch. I, I don't really, I was going to say very much TV. I don't watch anything, yeah, yeah. Um, particularly since having kids. So I would not seen the commercials, but what's funny. So, so also coming out here, I mean, you know, you know, you know, generally that the East Coast is beautiful, but I I didn't have any real idea. I also just never saw myself. I mean, weirdly because I'm I'm from Halifax, but I never saw myself out here. So uh, to be honest, I've never just really given the East Coast much thought. Yeah. Um, so I I didn't really have I didn't know what to expect when I came out here, and and I will say. Like, it is so beautiful. Yeah. It is so beautiful that I totally understand and appreciate why those commercials are what they are. Because now when I see them, because we in Toronto, we don't actually have a television, but out here we do. Yeah. So now when I see those commercials, I'm like, yes, of course. And I see those commercials and I'm completely sold because I've also yeah. seen those images in real life in person and understand the majesty of what those landscapes are, you know? So that's like
1: taking an outside point of view from it. Cause it's like, I look at the jelly bean houses all the time and I'm just like, okay, I get it. Like we're not the same color. Yeah. But like when you go away and then come back and you see like how other people paint their houses or like whatever, it's like the minors to details. You're like, wow, you know what? that it actually is pretty cool.
0: <laughs> it's, well, it's, you know, it, it's novel, right? Like we're not, you know, if you're not used to the seeing that, you're not used to seeing it. And, and again, the landscape out here is just, uh, I've not, you know, cause I, I, I'm from, I'm originally from BC. I grew up in Vancouver and it's yeah. gorgeous out there. Right. You know, that's the other thing too. Like I'm used to the Pacific ocean, the Atlantic ocean. Like I didn't even realize Because again, I've never really given this much thought, but like if I talk about it in terms of personalities, like the Pacific Ocean just seems so tame and mild and easy. And then you have the Atlantic Ocean here, which is just a beast. Like it's. It's terrifying. you look you look at it over you know feel like looking...
1: it, I feel like it takes on the the um, it's almost like another Newfoundlander in itself where it's like, yeah, you know what oh, it doesn't sure. mean it doesn't mean harm but it can be kind of like upfront front in your face.
0: It's dangerous, it's <laughs> terrifying. And what's also <laughs> incredible is you know like we joke we've just had a whole slew of family here. We had family from August till October, which was um, amazing but also a bit insane but we had a bunch of family going to signal hill and i don't know if you recall this but there is a a point on signal hill where the, like the path is really quite narrow and and there's a chain link on on the rock wall and so okay. you kind of you know can hold on to the chain link. but it's like a drop like if you look over to the side it's a sheer drop and a in ontario you would just never have that without crazy signage everywhere but b it's like you're like the Atlantic ocean is terrifying and it's also not hard to acquaint yourself with it when you've got like these crazy ledges or like cliffs that are just, you know, you're like walking this tiny little narrow gap and you could easily slip. Or I think it's like the kids because, you know, yeah. for me, everything's the kids. And I'm like, my kids can't walk up here because <laughs> I just wouldn't trust any yeah. of them to not like run over, run over an edge. Anyway. Yeah.
1: No, no, uh, that's fair because I, I, I know when like going with the commercials of when I seen it when I was younger from the Newfoundland side of things, I always thought they were like kind of either dull or boring, but I got what they were oh, going no. for. Yeah. And then when I seen the Ontario ones, it's funny because when you get when you're smaller, you don't know what you want to grow up to be. But when I got into like the PR and media side of things, I'm like, that's kind of interesting. Like they get like either an Ontario singer that we don't know of. To do these commercials, or in one case, it was Keisha Shante because I guess it was okay. really, and I was like, Oh, that's dope. And then um, you see like all these different landscapes and things and i was like oh man that's cool i want to go to ontario and see these and then when i get to ontario i'm like wait the hockey hall of fame and parliament hill are nowhere close to each other this yeah. is like planning out your day oh or like, yeah <laughs> where in newfoundland it's like
0: hey everything's like, like five minute
1: walk <laughs> yeah the only thing i hate about well i, I get it it's like a love hate relationship with like newfoundland tourism commercials but it's like they advertise Lansome Meadows, and then the corner they tell you how many people live in, like Lansome Meadows or one of these towns, and it's like five. I'm like, who is this for? Like, why are you telling someone to come to this place and it's like five people? But I guess it's they want the scenery.
0: And I can appreciate that because also, yeah. again, it's just like grass is green. Like if, if you are trying to get other people to come to your place, like particularly yeah. Newfoundland, there is no other place in Canada like this. Yeah. So you've really got to highlight that. And and the people who are going to want to come out here are coming out because, because there's nobody and yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go somewhere where it's completely quiet and dead still. And you just have ocean and sky and like, you know, the grace of God above you. Like it's, I, I, totally get
1: it no no it, it's fair I guess it's like a different like I, I feel like as I get older I might be like you know what I get it now oh. but and
0: I think that's it right yeah. like I think that if you're younger for sure yeah those tourism commercials aren't going to get you <laughs> but I guess I'm in that demographic now where yeah, yeah. I totally get it I, yeah, I've got two it, young kids I totally will go somewhere yeah. like that
1: the only thing that I don't know if it's smart marketing but I'll give them credit for because I think it's like it, it's like you know sometimes you have hitting marketing and you'd love to have them in a room or sit down. and be like was this the intent behind this but at the end of those commercials so when i compare to the ontario one ontario just says visit ontariotourism.ca and i mean that is As Ontario as you can get, where it's almost like, hey, don't bother me. Go to a website and check check it it out yourself. yourself. We're here. It's like, call Susan. I'm like, man, that feels so wholesome. You're basically saying, you know who (laughs) Susan is? Call her. Just go ahead and call her and make her feel welcome. And I'm like, that's great. The other double edged sword of that is then when you go up away, they're like, hey, I got a guy named Dave from Newfoundland. You know him? And I'm like, to to yeah. you from the tourism commercials and then they're like yeah i called him he was so friendly i was like no it's <laughs> like not at all
0: that's but, hilarious
1: so those are like my takeaways from like the commercials like comparing them side by side i mean i i I feel like that should be in a podcast itself brian compares commercials from all over canada and be like "Compare <laughs> newfoundland <laughs> the
0: tourism commercials." Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like brian you know there's other commercials out there i'm like i understand but tourism to me is a big thing i want to ask you too because of course Now we're into season four with Hudson Mm -hmm. and Rex and I don't want to give away spoilers or anything for people who obviously want to keep up with the show but I do know that we have you have Peter Mitchell now as a show uh, show showrunner now he's been on I think it was like Frankie Drake Mysteries Murdoch Mysteries worked with them so I feel like this is kind of up his alley because it's kind mm-hmm. of like a show that involves, you know, let's let's be honest, murder and mysteries. Yep. But it's just a dog that helps out as well. Yep. How does adding him help with production? Helped with just the whole, I, like taking the show to a new identity. Because I know that there's also this mobile unit that became yes. a thing, which. Yeah i will be honest with you uh it's it's taken its time with me i kind of you don't like, like the mobile unit I, i'm not a big fan of the mobile unit like you know what for the first season like the first season premiere of the for this one for season four i was like mm-hmm. okay this is cool they're kind of on the road here but then I was like, man, this is a little bit dragged out. And you know what? I have said it in Twitter. I wasn't taking anything away from the show. Still like it. But, you know, everyone has an opinion. So I'm
0: curious. So sorry. So I'm curious because I kind of forgot that the mobile unit was like a a new thing. Because, you know, sometimes when you're in it, like it's familiar so fast. Yeah. So what is it about? Is it about the four of us kind of being on the scene more? Is it about like it being a bit more team effort? I feel like what, I feel like,
1: it, and I don't want to make, again, because people are going to be like, how dare you have her on the show and then insult her? I'm like, "Oh my no, God, no. I, like, don't oh, yeah. I don't care.
0: I don't care. I mean, everybody's it, got their own opinion yeah, and I, yeah. that's, it, you're yeah, rather yeah. on than me basically yes. say like, love the mobile care. unit, but I don't even know if I love the mobile, like I've just yeah. not thought about it. So yeah. I haven't even formed my opinion, but, but I guess I'm, I'm asking only because I, I just forgot yeah. that the mobile unit was like yeah. a, a new thing again, because yeah. we're in it and we do it. it I also feel like I of late. I don't know how much of the mobile unit we've done, but, yeah. but, 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 I, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just, no, no, it's, it's,
1: and then I feel like if Peter Mitchell ever watches this and then be like, is that Brian auditioning for a role for one of my things? We're going to have a <laughs> lot of mobile units for that guy. Pe- <laughs> but, uh,
0: Peter's very busy. Peter's very busy.
1: I guess it's kind of, to me, it's kind of like you know some people like it some people don't but to me it's almost like very scooby-doo-ish like okay. a, a, and I Fair like enough. scooby-doo I like scooby-doo but there's a point yeah. where it's like if it was for like one or two episodes mm-hmm. and again it I don't know how long but I'm like okay I get it this is one where they they have to be all out of the open but I remember watching the one where uh, again I don't know the episode name but it's recent where the cop was the bad guy that was supposed to be the the young cop that yes. friends fancy. and I was yes. like man this just seems very long. Like it seems like a very long scene. But like the other episodes I could watch because the one that I really do enjoy, Down Hawke one that he was in, and the Mary yes. Welch one, you get different scenes, you get different like places where scenes yes. take place. And yeah. I kind of like the setup of having yes, Jesse can be involved, and Justin's going to come after me and be like, what are you trying to do? Take me off the show? I'm like, no, relax. But I liked him kind of in the computer realm. You liked it realm. separate,
0: yeah. yeah and then like all did of us get, having our individual roles. Yeah,
1: and then when he did get involved... Places like with the episode, like the one where he kind of gets caught and the student ends up putting him in a pool. I was like, okay, see, that's what happens when you step outside your comfort zone, but you're learning, right? So I feel like when it's the four of you all together, I'm like, okay, like I feel it's kind of either forced and it's outside your realms in terms of like, you're Dr. Sarah. I expect you to be more or less like, hey, this is what we did when you discovered this. When you're out in the field, I'm like, ah, What's going on here?
0: (laughs) Listen, I mean, I, I, I feel like that viewpoint is totally valid and, and people will have their own individual responses. I'm, you know, it's hard for me to comment because I'm on the inside of it. And, and as far as, so look, so when Peter came on board this year, I think the point was we wanted to change things up a bit creatively. And I think there was a desire to make it more of an ensemble, piece, an ensemble show. And I will say that from the inside of it, I really enjoy it because we all just get to work together more, which for me, it is fun. I also have different things to do, which is fun. I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie. There was a point where I was, um, Nobody told me that I was coming back and like had assumed this, this cop role, right? Like I was always like forensics and, you know, in the lab and, and I've been much more in the field, as you said, and, 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 and I'm like a cop. Like sometimes I towed a gun and I had to wrap my head around that because there was something about that, that significant, that, that, that really kind of change kind of like things
1: put puts a different perspective like why does she have a gun like she's a doctor
0: well well it just you know I've spent three seasons yes. playing a doctor and not that that isn't uh, still part of it but but I had to uh, now make room for this other thing and and part of it was my own thing you know like in terms of women cops and and how we play those roles there was something about and listen, I'm still trying to find it. But there was something I remember talking to Gary, who was the director, Gary Harvey, who uh, I was like, I I just I can't play a hard cop. I, I can't, you know, because on television, you often see women cops and they're always hard. Yeah, and yeah. A, I was like, I'm just not interested in doing that. But B, I was like, Sarah is just not that. And I kind of didn't know how to meld the two like what I knew of Sarah and then what my understanding of like I mean limited understanding of like what a woman cop was and and part of that is I think that again I just I at least I again I don't watch very much television but I have this idea that you know when I audition for cop roles, I definitely don this kind of hard ass yeah. kind of edge, uh, w- which just always feels really false to me. And I think I, I am trying to just find the balance of what I think feels real. And and I don't want to force that kind of persona on Sarah or on this new female cop position that I have that I occupy. But, but, but I do enjoy having a bit more to do. And I do enjoy leaving the lab and, and I definitely enjoy being out more, you know, like, you know, and and I think we've really utilized that this year. So I don't know for me, I, I find it fun. And and it's funny because the other thing too, is we wanted this season to feel a bit more paced up because in the past, there's a lot of talking in the studio and particularly season three felt like there was just a lot of talking about the cases. Whereas this season, I think the goal in having us all out was to do less talking and to get the show moving and to get us actors moving with the plot line as yeah. opposed to standing around and discussing what was happening so anyway so so it's interesting and, and I'd be curious to check back in with you and see yeah. how you feel the rest of the season pans out because because the the goal is to pace the show up and, and, yeah. and to make it move and feel a bit more active so it's interesting that you describe no, no, a- feeling absolutely. like that episode and,
1: and, is and, just... it's yeah it's yeah it's not like slamming like Peter for whatever like I'm, and that's what I, I want because sure. there' because there's yes. people out there that will come like not that it's like you know a thousand people coming at me on twitter but there might be the one that's like excuse me what are you are you peter and i'm like i get what you're saying it's just that everyone has their own insight like i have everybody
0: else everybody I have has fav- their own opinion yeah. i have and favorite it-
1: movies i have a favorite actor but i also have that favorite actor who has crappy movies but you know
0: i feel like it's okay to find fault with a show like or 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 have your own preferences and and we are we are doing things a bit differently this year and i think that some people will love those changes and some people may not love those changes and then i think a lot of people will be sort of like in the middle where there are things that they love and things that they're like well
1: it's it's like with any with any show like i know that you were mentioning about like the the cop persona but it's like you know you look at like and again, I haven't sat down and watched these shows, but I get the commercials. I see it enough where it's like rookie blue. I think it's like another one is like the rookie or whatever that, um, but like when you see that, you're like, okay, these are like hard ass cops, whatever. Like I get it, but I find what shows like I'm a big sitcom person. So, you know, you can go back and watch friends or big Bang theory, or even how I met your mother. And then there's people that love the show until a certain point. Yes. And they're like, I tuned out after this point. It's like, yep. I think the, how I met your mother when a lot of people are like, yeah, after like season three and four, it just started becoming repetitious. And then they're like the last season was just one big, long scene that people. And I'm like, fair enough. Same with big bang. They're like, it started getting too bloated. I'm like, that's your opinion cool have it but i like the big bang when they added more people but that's just me but people like well it kind of differed away from penny and leonard i'm like but then you got more characters that you could kind of evolve around so i feel like early on especially when they brought in these from different shows you're kind of like how do I feel about this but like you know when you could go into season 6 still doing the mobile unit and I'll be like you know what that's a good choice the first few times I was like uh but then by season 6 you're like I'm used to it now So I think it's like that process of like, I don't like change.
0: (laughs) Well, I also think, I mean, the, the mobile unit also does ease off a little bit. Like a lot of that is also just particularly when we started shooting in the summertime, we were trying to utilize outdoor locations. And just maximize like how much of like the ex- like exterior shots we could use of, of of Newfoundland, and that involved using all of us more. So as the weather gets colder and we can't be outside as much, you know, the mobile unit doesn't become as much of a thing. But 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 I do think it also I think it just gets incorporated in a way that that feels because because I agree with you, you really feel it in that episode that you're talking about. But I think it might feel a bit less um, stark as the season goes on. But yeah, you know, around th- season 4, season 5, shows do tend to change things up a bit because creatively everybody's just needs a bit more juice and wants to feel like you're not doing the same thing over and over again and I think we were all really feeling like we needed, you know, just slight tweaking and 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 I don't think the changes are major. There are subtle things that I feel like just ground for me, at least just ground the show a bit more. And, and I've, I've, I've been enjoying the changes. I, I've, I've been, uh, I, I, again, it's about grounding. I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, and the, I've been the, enjoying being with, with, with the, with the guys a bit more. It's been nice and, and guest stars. Like I, because historically I don't really get to see the guest stars and often the guest stars are my friends from Toronto who I never get yeah. to see anymore. So <laughs> it's been really nice getting to see. To,
1: that's what to, I think. To and and that's a good point. Cause I think that's what, uh, um, Justin said, or as they know him as Jesse on the show, yeah. more or less said when Alan Hawke was one of the guest stars, he's like yeah, it would be nice to actually uh, like talk to him a little bit more yeah. but he's like, because where I'm situated and where he had to be and I'm like ah, it's like that kind of sucks, I guess, because now yeah. you'll see him more when you're all together. But I made the joke to Jesse where I'm like, man, you had Alan Hawk on the show and you know that there's Republic of Doyle and you didn't use him in the same way. Republic of Doyle is. And like, he gave you a good counterpoint. I think Mary Walsh gave me a good counterpoint of like, Hey, like that show has been over for a while. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, I would still like to see it. Like, you know, in a future <laughs> episode where like, it's a big, even if you did it like for season six or seven, or like, if you hopefully going, that far instead like you had like an hour and a half for that episode where it's like hey this case is so big we had to go back in the history and then look hey we found this guy and then that becomes, and I'm like, man, that's enticing. Oh, that's um, funny. That's, yeah, that's yeah. an interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I yeah. come up with ideas. People yeah. don't use them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I even said, to, I said, I said to Justin, cause I was like, Justin, like he's like, yeah, I try to, you know, get my, when my girlfriend comes down and she wants to see the scene and stuff like that. She, I'm like, well, that's good, but you should try to make, like work her into one of the sets or like something where it's like you know pretend that she gets abducted and then you're somehow what, involved what if
0: she doesn't want to be she's no well, no exactly so probably... right
1: right but i was just like i was just like yeah you, you can tell her no or if she wants to but he's like i will suggest the idea and i'm like yeah but don't tell her it's for me because she will find me and be like listen dude
0: she's like i just uh, want to go see the sites yeah, and that's yeah, I just, it i don't yeah, need yeah. to be in front of the camera yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, i want to ask you too because it's an interesting question that we've asked justin And I want to ask you as well, but like the working with the dog, because I know that they've said in Justin's case, he was like, it was very interesting. Of course, the dynamic of getting used to the dog I hope it's not spoiling it for like, I guess a younger audience who watches it, but it's like, you know, obviously there's someone there, Sherry, I believe that teaches the dog, the commands yeah. and stuff. But I, I get so enticed, which is good with shows because when you get so invested in the show or so in like watching it, I sometimes forget that it's not, um, reared in, or in this case, you know, yeah. Hudson that really controls the dog. It's someone yeah. on the side that's, but you're so invested, like, man, it's like, I wonder if I seen a Hudson out in public, will he have Rex? And you're like, Oh wait, he wouldn't because they're two separate things. But how do you find working with, I guess the dog or like that whole dynamic on this show?
0: So this is also another reason why uh, I like, um, the, the change up this year, because I, I, I also historically, I don't, I don't work yeah, very exactly. much with Rex usually. And I do get to work with him more and I definitely get to see more of the stunts, which is a lot of fun. And, you know, it's funny. So, so a couple of things. So a, I mean, Sherry is the mastermind, Sherry and her team, Victoria as yeah. well, who's amazing, but, but, but you know what they get that dog to do. I mean, diesel is I I joke about this and it's not really a joke, but like I will go in to do ADR and I'll see clips of, you know, scenes that we've shot. And every time I see him do something, I mean, I also love dogs and I'm, you know, super gushy about dogs and kind of soft that way. But every time I see him do something, I just like tear up because I just think he's remarkable. But but yes, it's Sherry who's like behind us calling out commands. I mean, sometimes it's us. You know, yeah. we've developed enough rapport where often if if Diesel needs to be giving, you know, myself or Johnny or Justin or either any of us looks, it's it's us kind of off-camera calling to him. And we make these, I don't know if anybody's told you this, but we make like funny sounds. And we'll be like, diesel, yeah. diesel, 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 diesel. You know, like, so so we do partake in it a little bit, but it is, it is mostly Sherry and Vic and the team. You know, it's interesting. When we first started... I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to have this dog. I'm going to get a cuddle with him. Blah, blah, And it's not like that at all. No, no. Like, Diesel only has eyes for Sherry. And like, really, like he's on set and that dog just traces where like his mama is. Wherever Sherry goes, Diesel's only got eyes for her. Now, four seasons in, I I feel like he's... I mean I'll speak for myself. I feel like he's warmed up to me. I think I found some like sweet spots in terms of petting him. He really loves to be stroked on his nose. And I feel like ever since I started doing that, he's kind of warmed up to me a bit. But but really he's just he's he loves he loves Sherry. He loves his like Sherry is his mama and so he really is just just wants her. But but he has like, you know, now I feel like I, I can kind of pet him and talk to him a bit and he doesn't like walk away. Like he'll, it, it, he'll tolerate me for a bit who, and then are walk you? away. Yeah. But 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 so so it is funny because you, you look at guest stars who are like so excited to work with him and I feel like of anybody, Diesel's probably the most professional. Like he is the most like I come, I do my job I hit my mark yeah. and then yeah. I go so, here. so so, yeah so it's an interesting dynamic now I will say this also he's so cute because also every season he comes back he his his personality in the same way that like any of us would and any any person would like you can see when he settled into the show a little bit more like there are times where I think it was last season where it was just like he didn't care if you asked him to do something, he'd be like, no, I don't feel like it. And so it would be like that much more work to get, but, but it is just that he got bored. He got bored with yeah. certain commands. And so you'd have to like change things up to, to re-engage him. But it was just funny. Cause you know, last year it felt like he had like a little bit of an attitude. And this year that's actually gone this year. He he doesn't have the, that, that, but, but it's great to like, see him come back, like slightly changed each yeah, season.
1: That's, that's the cut clip that people are going to use. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like sure. she says he has, yeah, it's like, she says he has a bit of an attitude. And then there's like it's like now she's no longer on the show it's like no I know. Seriously. Oh,
0: boy. what did i say yeah, yeah.
1: but no i think it's interesting because of course i grew up now in the 90s like i'm actually i turned like 30 earlier this month but it's uh you know watching earbud and watching like uh wishbone and yes. seeing those i'm like I, I as a kid you're like man that's so cool or as a boom and you're like man i want to have a lemur around teaching me shit <laughs> and then when you like when you actually go in behind the scenes and see what like i think it's like the crap is it the crap brothers i believe that had to do um what they had to entail with all that and i'm just like so wait for the most part, you didn't get to work with Sabumafu? I'm like, man, that's like no, soul crushing crazy. or it's like Blue's Clues where as a kid, you're like, man, I want a blue dog and then it's like, actually... That's a person who drew the dog. And Steve had yes. to do a lot of the stuff. And I'm like, yes. but Why are you telling me this? And like, oh, I know it
0: spoils <laughs> everything. Hey, it spoils yeah. everything.
1: But, but it's nice to, I guess, when you get older, it's nice to know. And then you give it a little bit more of a, I guess, a tap on the hat or whatever you want to put it as. Yeah. Okay. Like,
0: but I, but I will say, we do have rapport with Diesel. Like, there, is, yeah. there is. um, like when he comes to set, like when he shows up for the day, he'll make rounds and he'll go and say hello to everybody. And like, you know, you'll see him, he'll just walk over to each cast member or different people that he likes and he will give them a pet and then he'll go over to the next person. So, so, you know, there, there is, there is camaraderie there, but it's not like, we're not all cuddling and petting it. Like <laughs> it's not that.
1: I, I want to ask you too, cause I know again, where I kind of mentioned about like the mobile unit and my relationship with the mobile unit per se, yes. uh, but I do like the fact that, you know, over the seasons again, I guess when it's like with, I don't want to put in spoilers or yeah, cause again, I don't know how far events these things are written, but you mm. see love interest develop over time and things like that. Like I noticed with certain seasons or certain scenes, you and John or Hudson kind of you know have scenes where it gets a little bit closer and I notice now in the last few episodes here again where you're working a lot more closer it's like they're trying to get this development where I, I feel like you know if this ends say it's season 11 season 12 and it's like oh by the way these two got married or these two like you know, got engaged. and like, okay, I, I kind of see that coming, but is that like what you think they're trying to build? Or is it just more or less like, Hey, the situation circumstance where if you're in like, I don't know, a freezer with anybody. And it's almost like, God damn, we're going to die in here. It's like, yeah, of course we'll, we'll cuddle to try to stay alive. But, or do you yes. think they're trying to build that?
0: I think there's a thing. I think yeah. there's definitely a thing between Charlie and Sarah. And I think that there are reasons why those feelings aren't acted upon, but yeah. there's definitely a thing between Sarah and Charlie for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't say too much, but I will say I that say, yeah. this season, it, it has been a very, very, very slow burn. And I, I think for for people who are uh interested in that relationship it, there's I, again I can't say too much but but there there's there's more development this season than yeah. there has been in all three seasons combined
1: because i guess works so work working to. closer together as well
0: yeah, and also, I think just creatively trying to change things up. Um, we were trying to, you know, y- you just have to change up what's going on between them, right? Like we can't sustain <laughs> uh, this connection but not having anything happen with it for two, uh, you know or maybe we can. I don't know, but yeah. but it 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 it's fun to be able to to play stuff in terms of that relationship now. It's, it, and it's funny, too, because also when I'm inside of it um, in the last several seasons, it's it's hard to gauge how that storyline is coming across. Right. But every so often I will like, you know, just walking with the kids, I'll bump into somebody. And the first thing they ask is what is happening with Charlie and Sarah? Or if you yeah. go online and look at things, it's always like what is happening with those two? And I and I sometimes forget because, again, it, it's been such a slow move burn that like sometimes we yeah anyway it's interesting to see how things translate
1: that's fair like I know now that you know obviously through doing four seasons here now uh, people have their favorite episodes Uh, I mean like obviously people who watch it have a favorite episode or one that they really get drawn to here in Newfoundland I believe well I don't know if everyone has it, but I know the F FX channel I believe we have shows it constantly. Like they'll show like okay. season one repeats, season two. Um oh, wow. let's put it this way. If there's nothing on TV my mom will talk to the remote to look at uh, like and Rex and uh, oh, that's she'll right. just... like
0: it's just on all the time.
1: Yeah. But she can find it too. Cause you can like, if you have, I think it's like Rogers or you can talk to the mic and look it up and you can pick which season you want to watch. So it's kind of interesting in that sense. Uh, but I know there's a few that I like personally, and there's different scenes, obviously of course, like for me, I come from very sitcom, very like, I like humor. I like i've never really watched action movies or like horror movies but like there's sometimes that i will sit and watch it and i'll be like okay this is enticing like you're like oh if i leave now that's cool like i feel like in friends or a sitcom you can leave me like i know how this ends and yes i i should know that like nothing bad is ever really going to happen to hudson and rex because there's so more episodes but like they get themselves in so many tricky stories like how <laughs> are they getting themselves out of this one because the one that I will still watch if it comes on knowing how it ends, but I think it's the one where he kind of gets in a relationship with another buddy cop. And then she ends up turning on him at the end. And then like, I, I think oh, it's yeah. Rex Rex leads them into like the, again, a whole bunch of crates. And he's like, he can sniff out the like drugs.
0: Charlotte Sullivan. Yeah. Charlotte Sullivan like, He can sniff from out Murphy the drugs Blue, and yes. then like,
1: boom, just as soon as that crate opens, yes. it's like they're all. And I was like, damn, you just got set up so bad. But I'm like,
0: I actually think that's one episode that I have not seen. I don't think oh, I've really? seen that episode. Yeah, I don't think I've seen oh, that episode. Oh, there you
1: episode. go. I spoiled it for you. I spoiled it. No, I'm kidding. You
0: I mean, there. I knew <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, like, some of those episodes I look back, I'm like, oh, like, that's a really good episode that I'll rewatch. Um, I don't remember who plays this part, or, like, again, I- I'll tune in now sometimes of coming in during an episode, mm-hmm. but there's, like, this whole, I think it's a badass gentleman who's bald. He's a little bit on the bigger side, and, like is every few episodes he comes in and rex just doesn't like him at all they're after locking him away a few times but i i, I mean I, I, if i watched it a little bit more i would know but i was like man like that seems like a developing character that's supposed to I know be like who you're the anti-heel. About. yeah make wits yeah it's, it's, there you go uh,
0: the character's make and i can't remember yeah. the actor all of a sudden but i love like
1: i love like I'm sure in real life, because again, I like that if you play your part so well that you actually hate that person in real life, even though you know that they're probably just nice. That's how I feel like he plays that part so well that I'm like, in real life, I'd still be a little bit like, I, I know you're an actor, but like... I don't know about this. Yeah. Cause like yeah, there's yeah. parts where he's like, Oh, come over. It's like, come over a uh, dog. I'll give you a scratch behind the ears. I'm like, Oh, you're such, you're such an ass. Like, yeah. Such an ass. But yeah, no, he was very it, good in terms of that. Like, do you particularly have like a favorite episode or a favorite scene with you? Like, I feel like Jesse would say, I didn't like the part where I drowned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yes, I'm sure I have favorite episodes. I mean, but, but but so there are the episodes that are my favorite because uh, the experience of shooting them yeah, um, of was particularly fun or, you know. And then there are the ones that I watch that I think are just, like, as an episode, just all around, it, 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 it works yeah. really yeah, yeah. well. So, so f- again, funnily enough, that episode... I think it was the first episode that started this, this season off was one of my favorite episodes in terms of shooting it and in terms of what it looked like. A, I just thought everything looked beautiful. Like the landscape looked beautiful. I For somebody like our wardrobe a, a, against the backdrop of, of the trees and the ocean, like everything just looked really stunning. But I also, uh, it was our first episode with this new director, Gary Harvey, and with Peter Mitchell's new direction. And it it just the again, the changeup was subtle, but it, it for me it felt impactful in terms of how to how to play the scenes and how to play with the other actors. And that is one of my favorite episodes. Oh gosh. Any any of the episodes that involve Rex like so I have the worst memory and sometimes all of these episodes blur into one for me the one where Rex was had to give like a blood transfusion to his brother I just thought it was a sweet episode. Like there's some Rex yeah. episodes that really particularly kind of got
1: me. The one that I think that really stands out for me now, again, again, I, I come in and out of watching it at pro- points of times when there's a new episode, I'll watch it like in my own time. But mm-hmm. the one that I really think kind of highlights, um, and this is why, again, to defend my mobile unit thing was, uh, yes. like the episode where I believe, and again I'll, I'll explain it you might know what people might know it but it's like the one where i think it's a professor that taught you basically how you became a doctor and he ends up that's tricking the Peter you about, yes, yes. That's, that's the one, one that i, I really like because it kind I of showed really enjoyed that one it showed your smarts showed your insight showed basically that everything he taught you you're kind of using against him now in terms of like hey yeah. you didn't think i was that smart like i'm yeah. pretty good at this and i was like Damn that actually shows like okay we're dealing with a smart like yeah, a smart person I here. I forgot
0: all about that episode. I mean I also particularly love that episode because Peter Peter Otterbridge, I had worked with on essentially the first show that I'd ever really, like my first real show. So it was really nice to be reunited with him and to catch up with him and, and to get to work with him, you know. Um, I really want them to bring him back. But yes, I, I've forgotten about that show. And, and also, it, it was fun to play because you know, often you don't get to see very much of Sarah's personal, like you don't get to see much of Sarah outside background. of like work like Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it was really nice to be able to play like this personal relationship and th- this thing that she had history this other person she had history with and to play the the, the surprise and the the upset of her finding out that, that this person that she revered wasn't who she thought she was I guess, so, yeah. so yes i forgot about that episode that that was, but that I, was I, one to
1: play. I, I did like that episode just because it kind of gives you a little bit of like a crossroads for yourself yeah, like absolutely. your character of like what do i do here but yeah. i did think it was kind of interesting i don't know how well it would like again some of the stuff with tv is kind of produced that way but it's like the fact that he was able to have like fake skin over. The, and then for you to figure that out, I was like, man, like, I, want, I don't know if that would ever happen in real life, but at the same time, like, I'm like, that's kind of I'm like, that's kind of dope that she knew instantly that, Hey, yeah, like you didn't think I caught that. Like when you said, Oh, I'm just going to go to the bathroom for a few, like, come yeah. on. That's like one of my favorite ones that kind of sticks out. Cause I mean, there's obviously episodes that people have more involvement than others. I mean, Jesse had said in his, that and again, for the mobile unit, Jesse's probably one of the ones who like yourself, probably likes it because there's more to it. There's more engagement because for the first few seasons, I guess he's kind of stuck in a computer room where it's almost it's like just he just all gets
0: computer a, talk yeah
1: it's like he gets he's like he gets a call where it's like, can you look up this for me?" And then that's he seen where he does yes. that. And yeah. I think I'm sure if you ask him whether it's love or hate, the one where he actually gets drowned in the pool. I mean, he actually gets to leave <laughs> he the gets office. to Do
0: something. He gets to do <laughs> yeah. something. You get to say different things, and you get yeah. to show your personality as the character yeah. over just you know either. But I do but like the the,
1: the, the, the the catch twenty two of obviously like the mobile unit episode. Like I know why I've said my kind of piece on the first <laughs> episode, or like this one, but yeah. like <laughs> I do I do like though that like in time, like you said, you probably grow to like it or grow to adjust to it but i did like how they presented jesse in that in that episode where it's kind of like again with every episode you need something to entice that the good guy to be like okay you know what you actually do have a point like when they're at a bar and the guy's like you know what i know what it's like when the boss doesn't listen to you and you know leading up to that he was pretty much getting told hey don't do that don't do this and i was like all right that gives him a reason to basically kind of trust this guy and then when it turns. You know, straight up shoots a guy. And he's like, Yeah, he's like, Who's going to believe you? Because you're going to be dead too. I'm like, Oh shit, like this did not go in his favor. But it still kind of plays to his character where it's kind yeah. of like, Hey, he's trying so hard, but he's just making this wrong decision. And then you know, somewhere down the road, it's going to come up a game where it's like, Jesse, stop screwing up, but we love you. Totally. But it just plays well. So I mean, if that's yep. more to the mobile side of things, great but yep. I still love the kind of setup where you each had your own little identity thing. But...
0: But, but you do, you do get to see us doing more than just the standard. Like you, and, and, you know, I can say this throughout the rest of the season, but like you get to see Jesse doing stuff other than, you know, on the yeah, computer yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and he's so great. And, and Justin is so great as Jesse. And, and it's, I, to me, it's like, it's such a waste not to be able to utilize that. Like, I'm so yeah. glad that they've gotten him out. Cause there's so much, more that you can see, like there's so much for him to bring to that character now that he's not tethered to a computer, you know? So yeah. anyway, I, again, one of these days, we'll check back in and I'd be yeah, curious yeah. to see where you're sitting on the mobile yeah. unit.
1: To kind of clue it up, I want to ask you just maybe a few more questions kind of fun questions here and again they're not like it's basically your opinion base too but working with these people like have you ever sat down to watch i know you said you don't watch a lot of tv but like mm-hmm. uh we mentioned this to jesse and if we ever have john on i'd love to mention it to john too but have you ever sat down to watch uh justin kelly in the latest buzz or john in like the movie where he's actually like a ex-professional <laughs> player that now relies on this girl to like basically because i look at that my mom plays that movie a lot when it's on like yeah. lifetime or the w network and i'm like that's the guy from Hudson Rex, but I know him from Hudson Rex now. Even though that this was an earlier role, but I'm like, yeah. that's so cool. But I even said to Jesse, I'm like, what about if you guys like revisited your past roles in an episode where it's like John has that girl come in, and be like, hey, I helped you when you were injured when you were pro, when you were next, an and I'd be like, that'd be kind of an interesting twist. But have you ever seen <laughs> them in like in I'm, other roles than what they play?
0: <laughs> no, no. I mean, oh, part, of part of that is part. I mean, <laughs> y- you know, it, it's really funny that you bring that up because. Just this past week, we were joking in the green room between shots about how we should sit down. We should we should each pick one of the things that we're like the most mortified by in terms of what we've done. We'll each pick one of the ones that we've one of the shows that we've done that that we're just the most embarrassed by. And and we should just sit and, and watch everyone's everyone's pick uh so it's funny that you say that i mean it's never going to happen because we're also so busy and and but but, oh, that, would, that, see would, it. but that would yeah. be a fun thing to do but we but we have definitely talked about it we've definitely yeah. talked about it and I we've definitely like, talked like about the different projects that we've done where we're like i don't know why i feel I like that's that. what
1: you should do like i say like i know when they go on like um twitter because obviously the show is Hudson and Rex. People want to see like Rex updates because he's the dog. But mm-hmm. I would love to see ones mm-hmm. where it's like on Twitter, even if it's like just a five second clip or five minute clip, I should say, where it's like, That's Hey, right. it's like, here's John and uh, Justin. And they're going to watch the latest buzz. And then just watching Justin's reaction to like some of the stuff that he said or did on the latest buzz and be like, yes. please yes. turn this off. I'd be like, no, no, no. This wait, be a
0: good John gets this his be a fun too, thing. We... This would be hard to do cuz it's really hard watching yourself on on anything let alone watching yourself suck or do something stupid but it would be, but it would be it would be fun. What
1: are you talk about Miku. I do it all the time. I'm like I watch these podcasts over and over I'm like man I thought you would it's be getting better with age.
0: It's the worst.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watching yourself someone, be like, yourself someone, like you did yourself. you did fine. You did fine in that interview. I'm like yeah but look at me. Like, I, like, did I? Or are you just being nice? Um, the last kind of question I want to ask, and then we'll do a few plugs at the end okay. here. But um, what are you more excited, like, most excited about in this season that you've either done so far or that you're looking forward to doing? I know it's kind of like a two-sided question, but take your time.
0: No, I think that's an easy one for me. I, it's going back to what we were talking about before: being able to move. Uh, and again, I, I can't really say too much uh, in terms of details, but there is movement. There is there's is, um, development in terms of the Charlie Sarah relationship and being able to finally do something with that uh, is, is so nice. It's so nice. It's so nice because a, I I feel like we owe that to the audience because everybody's been, you know, waiting to see what's happening. And, but, but it also feels nice because again, it it's, it's, it's always fun for me to, to reveal some of Sarah's personal side her her person rather than you know her what she is at work you know i and and also because all of that is new to me right like when i i don't know where charlie and sarah going so i'll get a script and i'm like oh okay um exactly so so it's fun for me to to see what's happening with that so so that is what i'm i think the most excited about this season that's gonna do it for this episode of tobin tonight our thanks to Mako win for coming on to the show Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, Thanks for listening, and
1: good night. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out The Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C., as we explore all areas of human wellness, Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at TheAllyMars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that
0: same bitch you love to hate. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.